From Slickback Studios headquarters in Brooklyn, New York, Mike Coscarelli, Matt Lajeski, and Adam Foster are The Sports Group. All sports, all men, all right. Sponsored by Falstaff Beer, America's favorite beer for the drive home. And we're back in the last place on earth where men can be men. Of course, I'm talking about the fist bumping, heart pumping, cock sucking, motherfucking sports group. I am your host, Mike Coscarelli, joined in Chicago, as always, by Matt Lejeski. Hello, Matthew. What's up, pal? How's it going? Happy 4th to you and our other co-host in San Diego, California. It's Adam Foster. Hello, Adam. Yo, what's up? Where's that microphone? Where's that microphone? It's in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Happy 4th, guys. How was your holiday? Oh, man. Oh, my. Uh, You know, it wasn't Sunday, but I slopped it up. That's something our listeners are going to get a load of uh, come football season. Yeah, I ate like shit, like a real American. <laughs> I ate like shit and did very little activity. Like mostly stood around, you know, was I was not moving a lot. So it's true, truly what this country, what you need, like what this country was built on. Just laziness and and excessiveness at the same time it really time. is the most american holiday i think it's perfect um it's so hot that, it, that you really don't want to do anything at all although it's ironic that we stand there and grill hamburgers in the fucking heat but mm-hmm. um it really i really do think that it is it is you know for all all it's worth like on social media for all those other holidays you see people now kind of like put their mini think pieces up about like how Thanksgiving we shouldn't celebrate it because of the native Americans and like Columbus day. And there's all these holidays that kind of get like the like shit on badly on social media for all the socialists that I know. I didn't see a lot of hate <laughs> about July 4th. Am I wrong about that? Well, cause everybody was too drunk, full and, but you know, distracted by the fireworks to really give a fuck. Right. I think they can't. Sorry, go for it. Go for it. No, it's just, you can't really, it's a party. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the end of times here in this country. We don't know how many more 4th of July's we're going to have. Right. So even if you're like, America, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't really know how I feel about it either, but I know I'm going to have some fucking fun. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Matt. Adam, what do you got? <laughs> no, and those those people, they need like they need to leave July 4th alone so they have some credibility. Like if the people that complain about everything go after July 4th, people are just going to be like, really? July 4th now? You know, they, they got they're, yeah. even they're smart enough to know, like, I can't touch that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not reading your shit today. I'm in the pool with a beer and a crazy. Right. No one wants floating. to hear it. No one cares. It's not yeah. about the 4th of July. We're celebrating it here in California. Nothing about Independence Day <laughs> happened on the side. You know, it's like right. nothing's going on here. 
I don't have time to read this think piece. I'm trying to keep this car on the road. <laughs> right. I'm just happy for the day off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is funny. Being in New York on July 4th is a very interesting experience because there's oh, just yeah. like there's there's nobody here. And the people that are here are means you don't have friends in the Hamptons. If you're well, in New York on July yes. 4th, you're not friends. With, <laughs> you're not friends with the right people. That's actually true. And I did think that most of the day yesterday. I was like I was I was biking to the barbecue that I was going to. I was just like, man, literally every person because I now I live above 42nd Street where people with money live. And it, there was nobody on the streets that, over here uh, now down in the village where I ended up hanging out last night there were plenty of people that were out and about and they all had knives right <laughs> and they were looking for people like me who were dumb enough to stay in the city and go below 14th street uh, it was your warriors moment dude i gotta be honest uh i i love the city and i don't i don't think it's as bad as people are like uh speculating that it's getting on like fox news and all that stuff but i gotta no, be honest wait. it's not what fox news says it is <laughs> Fox News will have you believing that that's that you're gonna like if you if you step foot in the city that you're gonna have a gun pointed at right at your head. Dude, you, so you, you can't didn't get watch. raped last night. I, but I got cl- I think close, Matt. <laughs> but a lot of people did, and that's exactly what my mom would say. Like she would point out, she would always be like, "Be careful out there! They're pushing people on the subway tracks." And I'm like, "I don't see this shit. This isn't actually going on." Yeah. But when you read the news, she thinks that like this is running rampant in the city. Like every yeah. day, fourteen to to 35 people are pushed onto the tracks. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. And that's just not the case. But I will say I, I've gotten there's just some places in the city that like since we were doing stand up in New York and, and all that stuff have gotten dicier. And I wouldn't even necessarily say like more dangerous, but like they, they make me think now when I'm walking down, like I was walking down Sixth Avenue yesterday and we're like very inside New York right now. But like Sixth Avenue down by the village, if you're not in New York, is kind of like if you've ever seen the movie Taxi Driver, like there's a lot of Sixth Avenue and Bleecker Street and places like that in Taxi Driver, which is like supposed to depict kind of like a uh, a city in decay, you know, and right, a seedy area. Yeah. A bygone era of fun. Right, right, right. A different time, for right, sure. a different time. So last night was the first time I was walking down 6th, because we used to walk. That's how I used to get home when we were doing shows at the Lantern, boys. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was the diciest I've seen it in a long time. And part of that is probably because it's like, it's this weird thing in the city. All the cops are on the east side, like doing crowd control for the fireworks. So it's not like like... In a weird way, a lot of parts of the city are like, they're like, uh, there's no police officers because they're just like on the east side. So last night I was just like walking down by the park. I was just like, man, this is uh, this is not the best situation for me to be in right now. But did um, you do a smash and grab? That's what I'm wondering. Not well, with with who with. No, no, no. Like when you, you know, there's a store, you smash the window, you grab something and you go. <laughs> I did not. But I mean. I saw a guy just like throwing a chair in the street over and over. Dude, that like, go and pick doesn't it up. Sound... Oh, that's what? fun. No, no there's a crazy person. Say... Yeah, I mean, I see them all the time here, too. <laughs> I live above like we're in this like gated community at the end of this hill. But like and we're, we're kind of a little bit far up the hill. But there's a hiking trail that's that runs like kind of below like right below our complex and around it goes down to this area of all these like kind of shitty motels and you always just see like 
basically homeless people coming and going all day with like a mix of people who probably don't know that it's a really fucking shady trail. So like all the homeless people are just like getting drugs. And then occasionally it's like some girl who visited San Diego with her dog to, you know, like <laughs> yeah. find herself. And she's yeah. just on this fucking trash trail. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Hopefully her dog's wearing boots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Before we get started on the, uh, the thing that everybody came here to, to hear sports talk sports, um, baby. I have uh, I have a little uh, review from our biggest fan and most loyal listener. Um, it's not really a review. He's just trying to contribute to the show. Um, okay. He texted me today and he said, did you see that your friend <laughs> that your friend of the show got hurt again? Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Who do you think he's talking about, guys? The greatest mm. of all time. He goes, only the best player ever, Trout. <laughs> Michael F. Trout. Shout out to he's my dad. Six, six to eight weeks or something. He broke his homer bone where I don't even know what that is. but His broken. homer bone? Yeah. The it's bone like right when to hit home runs. <laughs> oh, homer no? bone? I don't know. He broke some, he broke some fucking bone. Uh, so he's out for a while. But shout out, Dad. Shout out to Alan Coscarelli. He loves our show, which is so funny. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> fan of the show. Critiquer of the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. every show has to have its loyal fans. So That's right. You got to start somewhere, right, boys? Yeah. Speaking Absolutely. Of if you don't have the support of those closest to you, you know what I mean? What do you have? Nothing. That's right. Um, all right. Speaking of starting, let's talk... Uh, Let's do our how you doing segment up top here. We have uh, before we talk baseball, um, because I think we can get out of the out of the way quick. Again, it's local. The New York Knicks, obviously, they uh, free agency started, which means like the fireworks basically kind of started in the NF- NBA offseason. And uh, I wouldn't say there were a lot of huge moves that happened, really. Um, obviously, we were looking for, you know, to see what was going to happen to James Harden. Uh, so far, he's he's going to sign with Philly. They're going to trade him somewhere. Um, there's a lot of that shit going on right now. Where Grant Williams with the Celtics did the same sort of thing. The Knicks made two notable moves. They signed Dante DiVincenzo, so now they kind of do have uh, like that the whole the best parts of that championship Villanova team, um, which was part of the last really good Jay Wright run before he retired. Um, so that's a whatever signing I, it's nice it's it's good to have those guys they all seem to like each other and they play hard but they got rid of obi toppin they traded him and uh i really like obi i felt bad because he was kind of buried in the rotation a little bit because he played the same position as julius randall but they didn't get anything back for him they got two second round picks back from the the pacers and i feel like that was a pretty big, uh, you can call it a salary dump in a lot of ways, or just making room in the rotation for a DiVincenzo or give Josh Hart more minutes. And I understand that because Tibbs only will play a nine-man rotation and just kind of like run with the same guys for most of the season. But it just kind of sucks because Obi is like, he was a New York kid. He was one of the fun players that the Knicks have on their team. Like it's kind of awesome to have a guy on your team that can just dunk the shit out of the ball. Um, and the Knicks hadn't had a lot of that. Like throughout the, most of the time that I can remember being a Knicks fan, there wasn't really like a guy who was super exciting, who would like 
just catch alley-oops and just like fucking slam it down and like win the dunk contest and stuff. So it's just kind of, you know, I'm sad to see him go for nothing. Um, and it's a bummer. It sounds like he got into a fight with Tibbs before the offseason started and they were just like, we're going to get rid of him. We need to make some room anyway. And it's like time time to go. So that happened in the New York area. And I'm a little sad about it, if I'm being honest. Um, but well, there's one question on my mind. Yeah. How does Adam feel about it? Yeah, Adam. How do I feel about this basketball thing right now? Up Bro, until, you up said the so much, trade. You said so much shit that I have no fucking idea what you were talking about. <laughs> like the what, majority what, what, of that, I'm just like Obi Tibbs <laughs> somewhere else, Minnesota <laughs> playing. Why you're sad about it in the first place? None of it made sense. <laughs> not a fucking lick. <laughs> so had you not heard about Obi Toppin before today? I still won't remember him <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> it is important. So. <laughs> oh, my God. One thing I think, Adam, I think you probably could agree with. Uh, I know I agree with whether Obi was, you know, a good fit for the Knicks or not. Having a guy on your team. You know, a power dunking, hyper athletic player. It's like you kind of do need that for just if nothing else, it's it's just fun to watch. It's good for the team in the same way that like, yeah, if you have one home run hitter on your team, that's not going to change the dynamics. That's not going to make you, you know, go from an okay team to a winning team. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just fun. It's exciting. It's one of the great highlights in sports. Um, yeah, the monster dunk, the and one style, just throwing it down. It's important. Dude, yeah. And, it and really the Knicks is. lost that, Adam. The Knicks lost that. Yeah, it's an well, energy thing. God bless them. But <laughs> when you it, there, there are versions of that in every sport too. Like you're right, Matt. It's 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 the home run hitter. Like how do you if you're on a team that's like kind of mediocre. How do you not even the Yankees when we'll talk about them in a second. But like even oh, with baby, the, we will like a team with the Yankees, somebody like judge. How do you not get like fired up when that guy just crushes a home run? You know, yeah, because he's always smiling. He's fucking gigantic. And you he's you have, so giant. It's electrifying. And he just smashes balls and he's yeah. cool. You just so it's and like kids love that shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the same thing in football. It's like, dude, having a guy on your team who's a big hitter. Like Sean Taylor. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Imagine yeah, imagine mean, being on the defensive side of the ball. Like you're playing on a team and you're like a cornerback and you're like someone someone beats you in coverage. But Sean Taylor is behind you and he just fucks up the guy that beats you on a route like that must put you at such ease because you just have somebody that just like like destroys people in the, in the you're uh, gonna think twice oh, about yeah. it yeah it's an mm-hmm. it's an impact play it's a highlight and yeah it boosts the morale of the team and the fans and everything yeah so that's what we lost uh and we gave them up for two second round picks so uh well listen maybe one of those second round picks uh they could trade for you know like mac mcclung or somebody like that <laughs> <laughs> hmm. i i would take mac mcclung right now uh, now uh, you guys are really plug. just talking you guys are talking about shit. I can't even. Matt McClung sounds like some guy I went to high school with. Honestly, that's what... <laughs> he's a he's a an electrifying dunker, white guy. I think he's from he's from West Virginia. He's a yeah. He's like uh, some one of those areas, one of the Appalachians. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's talk Yankees because I can tell Adam is falling asleep during this recording. I've got uh, a couple I mean, questions for you, Adam. A couple yeah, questions sure. about the Yanks. Matt, lead Fire the way. Off. So the Yankees without judge, worst offense in the league, okay, for most okay. of June. And they're still only two games out of the wild card as of tonight's recording. Is this a moral victory, in your opinion? Or are there no such thing as a moral victory when you're a New York Yankees fan? <laughs> Uh, I would say that I'm not unhappy about this. I feel like there's still time for the team to get it together. Their, their record is still very, very solid and they're in the, they're well within, you know, well in the race. Um, judge still hasn't come back. I feel like Baltimore is overplaying right now. Like they're not as good as their record, uh, makes them seem to be. And that's, I, I think that, you know, they're, they're, I don't think they're scoring that many runs per game. I think they're getting lucky on that teams play them on their bad days. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are watching more Orioles than I am, but they feel pretty good. Um, that being said, oh yeah, and Volpe's catching on. Volpe, who kind of had high high hopes at the beginning of the season, then he kind of fell off. Then they just adjusted his swing, and since that adjustment, he's batting three seventy. So how about so that, Maddie? Yeah, that, I mean, that, that answers my next question, too, which was going to be, uh, are the expectations for the Yankees now reset? And I'm going to assume you'd say no. No. I mean, until we get news that Judge is, is out for the season, no. And I think the Yankees do have the potential to improve. They still have Rodone coming back. And you got to think that there's a possibility that like Stanton, LeMahieu, Rizzo pick it up. There's a chance for that. Um, but even without that, they're still on the on the upward trajectory. I do want to talk about Domingo Herman's perfect game. Yes. Yes, uh, please. We... Which was, by the way, pitched on my birthday. So how about that, boys? Woo! Happy birthday, Adam. And and listen, not the to guy, make this all the about guy me. The guy on your team who beat the shit out of his wife pitched a perfect game on your you pitched a perfect game <laughs> on, on your birthday. birthday. But dude, one of them, guess, actually. One thing, one you guys, them. I don't know if I told you this, but the the first Yankee game I ever went to in person was David Wells' perfect game. I've heard this, yeah. Did you know that, Maddie? <laughs> yeah, I have heard. And you know what's <laughs> kind of funny that I've never told this to anyone before? This <laughs> is so Jewish. At the end of the game, my dad made us leave early because he didn't want to get caught in traffic. I get uh, it. I would have done the same thing. Really? You wouldn't have wanted to see the end of the perfect game? I said there, I would say there's no way this fat man is pitching a perfect game. <laughs> but I would say that's that's even more the reason why you have to wait because if he does, the fact that he was not really, you know, in any sort of shape at that time makes it even more of an achievement. Yeah. You know, he did. And her mom did. And here, here's a, by the way, for an abuse joke, uh, her mom <laughs> did beat up, did beat up on literally the worst, weakest team in the league, the Oakland athletics. He really is a game. predator. Yeah. He, he really, really truly is a predator. So he gets, he unleashes it on the worst, most defenseless team in the whole league. And that's yeah. probably a decent take. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's solid. 
a little yeah. more subtle, you know? Uh, yeah, it's a solid take. I don't know. I do oh, want to Donaldson, just, bro. I, I want to point out that the Baltimore Orioles right now, uh, the Yankees do have a better run differential than them. The Yankees are plus 39, mm-hmm. and the uh, Orioles are plus 13, but the Orioles on the road are plus 14. They're fucking monsters uh, on the road. So that uh, do the Yankees play the Orioles at Yankee Stadium again this year? I know there's they're like playing a new, them right now at the stadium. Yes. Yeah. So this might be it then. Yeah. Well, I know usually the Yankees struggle with the with the Orioles, and I feel like on a year that they're actually good. Um, I don't know, man. The AL East is tough, and we're not saying anything new. It is tough, but I mean. I don't know. I mean, the, the Yankees are in a they're not in a bad place. I don't think they're definitely in a better place than the Mets, uh, who just kind of I don't really know what to make of this season at this point as a Mets fan, because I don't like this is going to be the perfect season for them to kind of keep roping you in and then disappointing you because uh, since the uh, since since June ended, they're undefeated. It's July fifth, but and they're playing in Arizona right now. But um, so you know, maybe they get hot in July and after the All Star break and make a run at the wild card because they're not catching the Braves. There's no way. But I don't know, man. I don't see what the moves at the deadline are. Uh, I don't know what they're buying. If they buy, it just doesn't. They need pitching, obviously. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more baseball in the next segment. But, I mean, with a team like the White Sox kind of breaking it down from everything that I've read, uh, maybe they can get a Joe Kelly for the bullpen or a couple guys that can help them. But Joe Kelly, he he just gets passed around like the Yankees rival teams. Yeah, I love him, though, man. I loved when he threw at Correa. I thought that was great. He made the face. (laughs) that's a balls that's a guy that i want in a foxhole with me right right that's true that's true uh so mike with the yeah with the mets season being what it is right now is the highlight going to be pete alonzo winning the home run derby (laughs) um is he even gonna win he's the favorite he's the odds on favorite he loves the home run derby man yeah uh, <clears throat> is that enough for you to to not be super upset and super depressed? <clears throat> so I will say, kind of like what we were saying before about having a guy that that just like throws down dunks. Mm-hmm. It is awesome because the Mets have not really had a lot of this in my life. There is Piazza, but Piazza kind of like in a weird way, Piazza wasn't. Like, he wasn't a home run derby guy. Um, How many home just, runs did Piazza hit his whole he career? He was a home run hitter. I mean, he he hit, I think he He's hit got 400. Yeah, oh, he he, got you think he hit 500? I think he might have. Damn, I let's, don't know that. Let's that. check that. I, I have my I, stack stack guy look it up right now. Give me one I can second. say, uh, I can, uh, he hit 427 career. I'm having my stat, my stat GPT guy looking it up. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> so, I mean, Piazza, my new business idea. <laughs> Piazza was a home run hitter, but Piazza also didn't have. He didn't like Alonzo has seasons where he hits fifty plus home runs. Yeah, and 
like Piazza was just a good hitter. He hit, you know, his his batting average for a lot of the times when he was a Met was like around 300. He would, you know, hit doubles, hit right. off, like score, uh, drive runs in. But um, Alonzo is like a fucking power hitter. And it is awesome to have a power hitter on the Mets because it just never happens. Uh, so that actually, oddly enough, Matt, for me, it's like I want that I want him to retire a Met. I want him to like I want them to resign him big contract. Like he deserves it. He's their best player. Um, and if he hadn't gotten if he hadn't gotten his fucking hand broken by a pitch, like he might have been making a run at at the National League. Well, I guess it'd be the the Major League home run record. But uh, there's no chance he's going to do that now. But it would have been awesome to have a season where, like, a guy on the Mets hits almost 60 home runs. Um, but it's just that kind of year, man. Like, it's like you, like, the expectations start out. You're like, man, this guy's raking. He's just smashing the ball. He's gonna hit. He's gonna hit 62 home runs this season, and then he breaks his hand. You know, and. Uh, I don't know. I I would love. I just kind of want to get the season over with. It, this is the thing, man. <laughs> when you have a guy like Cohen who will spend money and get uh, get people in here, when the team's not playing well, you kind of do just want to move on to the next thing and just see, like, all right, well, like, I just want. Can they get Otani? Can they get? Can, how can they improve this team in, in the short term to like meet the expectations that the fan base has? And right now, it's just. What length is Cohen going to go to? Because I was just looking this up before, hmm. right? The Mets have the highest payroll in the history of sports sports on planet Earth. Yes. And their payroll is right there with their revenue. The revenue is like 370-something million. The payroll is 360-something million. So it's like if they go any higher, Cohen is literally going to be going into his pocket to pay these How about players. this? How about this for a movie idea? So you have someone come, they bring Steve Cohen into a room and they, they open up a, 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 like a wooden box and it just has a red button. It says, Steve Cohen, <laughs> if you press this button, someone in the world will die, but the Mets will win the World Series next year and no one will find out about your decision. Does Steve Cohen press the red button? I think of course. it's without a question. Yeah. I don't think he even thinks twice. I That's think how he's- you know he's a good owner, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steinbrenner listen, you do done it. George, <laughs> yeah. yes. Hal, no. Yeah, no, Hal's, Hal's, good point. You were yeah. so mad. You're so right. Hum- humanitarian Hal over here. Some people are even saying that, uh, you know, eventually they're going to want the Yankees to be sold. Uh, I've, I've heard some New York Yankee fans, friends of mine, have, have said they're, they're, uh, they've had enough of Hal Steinbrenner and uh, they, they just don't think he – is the man for, like I say, the job, but for for the owner? Dude, yeah, wait, hold, city on. Of hold New on, York. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we talk about this for a second? Because Matt, I'm not sure how you feel about it, uh, but Adam, I know you feel this way. I obviously listen to a lot of talk radio in in New York, like sports talk radio, and these these fans call in and they're always they're constantly complaining about Boone and Cashman. <laughs> And All they they, do is they think they think They're that they should at home be fired about Boone and Cashman. <laughs> they th- all these what people think all these people think Boone and Cashman should be fired. Uh, and th- do you feel that way, Adam? Do you think they should both go? 
Especially Ooh, it's start tough because you're like he. This year is really tough because it was like okay, at the end of last year, I was ready for Boone to get fired, but then the year started, and I don't dislike the team. Like I feel like there's some synergy going on with the team, and I think that you know we've already talked about this, but yeah, Cashman, he's just got to go, man. And I was talking. This is what I didn't what I didn't get to to bring up, but the Donaldson signing, like how bad has that turned out to be? They took on his Not massive signing, contract. Trade. The trade, right? Yeah, they took on his massive contract. The guy's thirty-seven years old. He's he was he really only had a couple of pretty solid seasons. Never like a he had one really great season and a couple of pretty solid seasons. And he's mostly just been kind of underwhelming. Why did we get rid of Gio Urshela and get Donaldson? I mean, Donaldson was an MVP. Yeah, but he was an MVP once, and the rest of his career, he really didn't put up super impressive numbers. And he's batting 151 this year. He's just unimpressive. Well, he's, he was just a bad pickup. He's Cashman old. makes move, some moves that, you know, and it's a smaller moves that he makes that I just don't agree with all the time. I feel like Ben Intendi was underrated. We should have got him. He was good. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the Donaldson stats, man. He's. He's had some good years. He's okay. He's okay. Uh, he's going to go down in history. He's going to go down in history as an okay baseball player. Yeah. yeah. He, no I one's going to be talking about Donaldson. He hasn't hit over 250 in several years. But that's that that era is over, guys. Like, yeah. The, the batting average is not. They don't. They don't. So, how he's, that. so even in the new era, he's even worse. Right. Because he's mean? not. He's well, he's, he's not batting making 151. up for it. Anywhere else, well, really? He's he's having a very bad. I mean, he's probably done. He's, he's thirty he's trash. He's, he's nothing. But <laughs> so all right, so Adam, <laughs> Adam, this is this is what I want to know. Who do you want instead of Cashman? If you want him fired, you obviously have an idea in your head who hmm. you want to replace him. So give me a name, dude. So I want them to shake it up. Bring in someone who knows business, but who's like a, also a diehard Yankee fan. Have fucking like either you could either make it someone like Jeter, and that would be pretty you want damn Jeter cool. to run the Yankees? Fuck yeah! Oh my god, good good luck to you. He, or, he was or, a disaster for the Marlins. Or bring in someone who's just who's a you know a business person, but who's a diehard Yankee fan. How about Jamie Diamond? Now right, like talking. someone like that. Someone like that. You someone want like Jamie that. Diamond to be the GM. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you think he'd take the pay cut? Well, Fuck I mean, yeah, he can, dude, he can. He can still, you know, he'll have his like board of of advisors and stuff. It's not going to be like one man single role here. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, we we need somebody who is not afraid to take risks and knows how to manipulate things. You know what I mean? We need someone who knows how to get his way regardless of what other people want. Now, that sounds bad if that's ever taken out of context. But I'm talking strictly from a sports management perspective. So, yeah, I think Jamie Dimon. Um, so you're thinking, Matt, the way that you're describing it, we're not thinking about this as the front office is one person. Like if Jamie Dimon gets hired as a Yankees general manager in this in this scenario, he's bringing like a hedge fund with him, and yeah, they're all yeah, going to yeah. run gonna... it collectively. Uh huh. Is yep. that what you're they're saying? They have you think their own proprietary. You think, Steve, 
analytics, you know, they're, they're going to figure out new ways to cheat, obviously. Of course. Um, yeah, it's going to be very innovative. Right. What, Adam? But Mike, you think, do you think Steve Cohen just sits around all day thinking about the Mets? How much time do you think Steve Cohen spends every day thinking about the New York Mets? I mean, I, I wouldn't say constantly. Is it is it haunting his dreams and his nightmares? No, I wouldn't say it's that. Much. He does not spend but as much time owner. as those callers who pace in their living room on hold for an hour. That's <laughs> talking about you're gonna right. fight a boon. <laughs> yeah. you're gonna fight <laughs> <There> Cashman. Are, <laughs> he's right. Matt's there are right. People, those people Matt's are right. spending way more time thinking about the Mets than he is actually. Yeah, oh, that's I, the I, funny part. I mean, and they I'm know sure. way less about what's going on in the Mets, too. They only I, know like the like fansidemetsfans.com tells them. Yeah, that's like their inside source. I got a guy yeah. inside. <laughs> Those are my sources, too, Adam. <laughs> How do you think the show gets prepped? <laughs> I, I bet Steve Cohen spends a, a good amount of time thinking about it, but I do think that he maybe a couple hours a day. But yeah, I'm sure he's not like neglecting his hedge fund uh he doesn't ever accidentally call his wife francisco lindor when they're on I, like a I, date i i, I wouldn't <laughs> think so but He's that's like, oh, the shit, thing. sorry i was distracted by the team again Co- cohen is the owner so i mean like like it's just different because i think that the one thing that that he's got going for him is that he's smart enough to and to to hire somebody that will do the job and there's all this conversation about like if epler gets fired in the offseason like maybe there's a chance he kind of ropes it. Epler, Ep, uh, pretty close to Epstein. I, I say that guy's got to go on name well, alone. I was gonna say Theo Epstein is the other one of the other potential options. His oh, name is actually no Epstein. <laughs> wow. Um, but I don't know. I I just always find that interesting when there's like when a manager or a general manager is on the hot seat and people are just like get rid of him. But there isn't really like another because even with the with the stuff with 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 Buck Showalter possibly getting fired, it's like I don't know who I would want in this new world of baseball to replace him. You know, Beltran, if Showalter maybe? got fired, that's just even more proof that the Mets have no idea what they're fucking doing. Well, it's a general manager issue. They have no pitching. Um so I don't think it's Buck's fault. And I think that people are I think I think Mr. Cohen is aware of that, which is why he had that press conference two weeks ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, what was his uh, his big quote there in the press conference was uh, there's nobody to blame. It's across the whole team. Yeah. He said that after he said I was not guilty of insider trading. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say there's nobody to blame under oath? I don't know. Um no, I mean, I think, yeah, obviously, a lot of the blame comes down to the GM here uh, when you're paying this amount of money. And granted, you're right, there's no cap, so it's not, it doesn't necessarily matter the same way it would in other sports. But when you're paying this amount of money to two starting pitchers who combined are as old as Joe Biden, yes, uh, it's not a recipe for success necessarily. At all. Um and let, let's stay with baseball while we're having this conversation. Well, so now, while the audience is asleep, why not just, you know, push them deeper into the REM? Uh, <laughs> so it's the dog days of summer, boys. This is the thing. We're, we have a, a little bit of stuff later on that's not baseball related that we're going to talk about. We have a little sure bit do. of football um, and we have a little bit of America talk. Um, but 
in the dog days, there's not a whole lot of action happening. It's we're in the swing of baseball season, guys. We're about to be at the halfway point. Um, overall, have you been enjoying the season? Have you enjoyed the new rules? Have you enjoyed kind of? Uh, are you watching baseball that's not uh, local Mets Yankees at, at all? Or no, 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 no. I'm spending time with my friends and family, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I am living in a living city. My life. <laughs> Living in a city that is not where I'm from or even close to where I'm from, I'm I really have no interest in uh the teams here in Chicago. Yeah. I have a little bit of interest in the Bears because Justin Fields is exciting, but outside of that I don't care what happens to the rest of these second-rate teams. But what I do do is I talk to a lot of Chicago sports fans and I just ask them probing questions of like Will it ever get better? What do you think? Are you disappointed again? Rank your level of disappointment. Tell me what it was like in 2016. Tell me what it was like on that Tuesday in the rain when the Cubs finally did it. Was it the greatest moment of your life? Did you cry? Did you call your son for the first time in 12 years? That's. I don't watch Chicago baseball, but that's what I do. Yeah. Have you been to Wrigley yet? This is just an aside. How many grown men do you think cried? Oh, I mean, what's what's the male population in Chicago? <laughs> yeah, it's that plus the suburbs, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I went to Wrigley. It, it was fun. It was it was fine. It was uh, it was freezing because the weather was shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was yeah, the Dodgers beat up on the Cubs that day. Uh, so it was nice. Yeah. Well. All right. So this is the thing. I think even just the the enthusiasm in this conversation between us three baseball fans. Um, I do wonder, I mean, I would love to see some actual numbers to support what I'm about to say, but it's great that they made these rule changes and I'm sure it'll take some time. And having Otani now, we all know that the exciting thing about sports really has nothing to do with the actual sport until it's like the very last moment. And there's like the uh, moment, like you said, 2016, the Cubs win the world series in the rain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the exciting thing about sports is the, you know, the offseason movement now with the NBA and the NFL free agency. So it's almost better at this point that Shohei Otani is about to be a free agent because he is on a team that is this year. They're not terrible, but they're probably not going to make the playoffs now that Trout is hurt. They're seven games out of first place behind the Rangers. Uh, and the Astros got off to a slow start because they didn't have Altuve. I'm sure the Astros are going to have a great second half. So, I mean, uh, the Angels are probably not making the playoffs because I would assume that there's three wild card teams coming out of the East. Uh, or you're going to get the, like one team out of the West and two from the East, you know? So we're getting close to the, the end here of Shohei Otani in Anaheim. Um, We can only hope and pray. And that's almost the best part of this whole scenario is that there is conversation now nationally about this guy who is once again, he's probably going to be the MVP again this year. Um, He's got he's he's going to have 15 wins, I think. Uh, I think he's on pay. Is that right? I don't know. I I know he's he's pitching great. He's crushing the ball. Uh, He's just a fucking animal, this guy. And, And I'm starting to believe the hype that you can kind of put him in the conversation as like 
depending on how the the next couple of years of his career go, if he's playing both ways, like it's kind of hard to argue that he's not going to be an all-time great just by the fact that he's a two-way player and he's racking up just a career numbers that nobody else can really have. Even Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've uh, – I think, you know, these analytics people, they, they kind of have uh, the wrong guy right. on the Angels right. pegged as being the greatest ever. Um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're hitting like he's hitting and pitching like he's pitching, how do you not have the best war? Right. That's <laughs> Matt, yes. Th- right? Like that <laughs> – Who's the just, league leader in war right now? Let's can we find that? Hold on. Well, the thing about MLB, war, that's league leader in war. War is a proprietary cal- formula, so they can't they won't share it with anyone. Right. Is that so true? It's some well, that's got, what it's got to be. I don't know what it fucking is. Wins above replacement. Like yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck is that? Hey, it's <laughs> a, that's like giving someone, you know, an award for, you know, better <laughs> Someone being good at math and you're like, oh, you're this much better at math than the average person. It's like, what? How do you even fucking calculate that shit? I don't know. It, like, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 hard to quantify when you think of all the theoretical errors that could be there. It's like, what is a replacement? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I'm the, it's like it? I'm the hottest person here if everyone else is not as hot as me. And right. then wins, <laughs> you know. But Mike right. Trout so hasn't in that, won. In that case, in that case, Matt, your war would be higher in in like, you know, Atlanta than it would be in New York City or LA or whatever. I just, my war is definitely high here in Chicago. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Matt, you have a you have a high war in Chicago. <laughs> For sure. Um so I guess, all right, here's the thing. We have two teams that are really two of the only teams on the list. I mean, there, there's probably, we, we've mentioned it before, the, the, the actual Otani suitors that can like afford him and, and could pay him. The Mets, the Yankees, the Dodgers, obviously Anaheim could, I guess, because they already did. And Artie Moreno loves giving out giant contracts. And the Padres. Those seem to be the only and the Giants. So you got like six teams that can probably do it. The um, California teams and the New York teams. Exactly. Bro, right. I honestly, okay. If you can't afford to pay Otani, you shouldn't be allowed to own a fucking team. Well, hold on. Fifty million a year. <laughs> it's like do better and sell the team. Sell the team, work your way back up, and then you could rebuy it back when you're ready to play with the big boys. You fucking no one. Do you have five hundred million dollars to give one player? I don't, I but I'm not trying to. Don't. I'm not parading around town like an owner of a baseball team. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't afford town. it. Oh, <laughs> I would love to get the best guy in the world, guys, but I can't afford it. You sound like a shitty owner if you can't afford to pay the best guy. Okay. Yeah, you're a de- a base, essentially a deadbeat owner. You know, I'm and pro- that's dude. <laughs> what if the Saudis buy up all the small market teams just so they're more competitive? Saudis can own the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. And the Royals. Imagine that would be a perfect fit for the Saudis. Kansas City Royals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, they they have all the oil, right? Yep. And uh, that part of the country used to have a bunch of oil once upon a time. So it's a perfect fit, you know? Yeah. So the question that I was going to ask is, we, we both have two teams that are really 
in the hunt to possibly get Otani, whether it's signing him. But let's just say in a perfect world, I don't think he's going to get traded before the deadline because, like I said, all the baseball people that I've heard talk about it say that the Dodgers are going to get him, uh, that he wants to be in L.A. He just doesn't want to play for the shitty-ass Angels. Um, so it sounds like that decision is like kind of already made. But in a perfect world... If you could trade for Otani as a Yankee fan, both you guys, mm-hmm. what's the package that you'd be willing to offer? Mm. It, I mean, at this point, I'm not willing to give up what was required. For Otani? Not at this point in the season. I'd have to see how they're doing August 1st, like what's happening with Judge. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to give up a lot. Obviously, right. They're going to ask for a lot because someone's going to pay a lot. Yeah, you're talking about, let's just say in a perfect world here, Volpe is gone. For sure. Right. So that's I don't want that just for a rent a player. But you could you could sign him. (laughs) Maybe we could sign him in the offseason if he's interested. Okay, so you wouldn't – there's no offer that exists that you, you would send. I think yeah, – Nothing the, serious. Yeah, I'll give you $5 and kiss you on the cheek. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I okay, would uh, – <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I would I would just rather take the chance of, yeah, signing him after the season because I don't think there's any package that makes sense for winning right now. And that's the only reason why you would do it, right? If you, cause otherwise you would just wait and sign him in the off season. If you were that confident, I gotta be honest. Mm-hmm. I would do it. I, I, I would, I would take my chances. The Mets are, the Mets need a starting pitcher right now. Like, yeah. To, to start off. Um, I mean, if I was a, a if he was playing Yankee stadium, left-handed bat, I mean, that's much more appealing to me. But who would than, the Mets even give up? Well, the Mets have a lot of prospects that they could give up that are that are playing in the bigs now. So the out of out of all the guys that I've seen, the only one that I wouldn't give up is Alvarez because I think Alvarez, the catcher, is the real deal. And the other guys I think will be good, but they're going to kind of take some seasoning. But I would like Brett Beatty, um, you know, Mark Vientos and Mauricio who are like the, the, the three big Mets prospects, I'd fucking trade them and Starling Marte. And, you know, if we want to make the contracts match, take Max or, or Verlander. Take one of those guys. No, um, they're not taking them. And, and McNeil. Goodbye. I'd send all of those guys away for, for Shohei and just mm. give him a taste someone, of New someone York. Someone make a better offer than that. Well, and like, but who? you also got to figure... Cohen is going to pay the up Dodgers. whatever. The Dodgers the Do- would rent him for a higher price. The Dodgers they want the championships. Team, the Dodgers are the only team that would have prospects that they could send back that would that would. But the, their angels aren't going to trade him to the Dodgers. Why? I so I, it's like a Mets Yankees thing. Like I don't think that Artie Moreno wants to. If he goes to the Dodgers, he's not going to have a choice. But I don't think Artie Moreno wants to give him up to the crosstown team. Even for a price. I mean, I just, I don't think that he, I think that'd be a bad You think he'd rather, he'd rather lose, com- lose him completely and get nothing back than trade him to the Dodgers? 
All right, think about it. Think about it if the shoe was on the other foot. If the Yankees traded Judge to the Mets last year because they were like, we're not really sure if we could re-sign him, but we want to get something back for him, and Cohen's the only one that can pay him and give us something right. back. Yeah, no, I, I like, get that. Wouldn't that look? I guess, wouldn't that yeah. make the Yankees look like pussies? Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be great optics. Well, if the Angels trade him, then they're out of the running for him. What do you mean? Like they're not going to trade him at the end of the season and then try and re-sign him again. But that's the thing. I'm pretty sure that they're. I, he's not. I'd be amazed from everything that I've heard. Again, I, I don't have. I don't have real sourcing. But from everything uh, that to, I've, according to Mets fans unite. <laughs> dot, <laughs> according dot, to r slash Mets fans. From everything yeah. that I have I have heard personally, I do not think that um, he is going to resign with the Angels. Adam, what I think you it's just a West said, Coast though, team, but I think is it's am- probably the Dodgers. What Adam just said is is amazing, though. Imagine if so, and and this would just be send up so many red flags, and so many people would just be like, "This is not fair. This shouldn't be allowed." You trade a player on the last year of his contract, get a haul. And then he re-signs with the team that traded him. Dude, has it's anything, like a pirate player. I has love anything that. like that ever happened? Like, a, like an <laughs> like, official collusion like Otani like starts, uh, Yeah, Otani goes to the other ball club. He starts hanging out with everyone. He's like best friends. He he creates emotional connections with like the rest of the team. And then one day he just like leaves in disarray and never speaks to them again. <laughs> and they're all depressed and sad. And he goes back to the yeah. So like, right. that, oh, that'd be that'd be awesome. Like you know, it would be the funny. Dodgers. The Dodgers it, haven't been the same yeah. since o- Otani came and left. It would be pretty hilarious if if they like if if a player and the club colluded, and they were just yeah. like, listen, we know you love it here, and we know this team stinks, and you have a lot of value. Why don't you <laughs> go like you know, Cincinnati's <laughs> like got a lot of road games, and they got a great farm system. So why don't we we'll send you out there for a little bit. You do work the road for like six months <laughs> and then we bring you back. We bring you back to L.A. on a, on a contract. You get a max deal. You name the price. But we'll we'll trade you now. We'll get the haul back and then you'll have all these great young players to play with in two years. That's I kind of think it's a great phenomenal idea, isn't it? Why aren't we running Genius. a team? <laughs> Because. I guess it would be frowned upon to do such a thing. <laughs> I don't care. I don't have to go to the owners' meetings. Listen, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Steve Cohen. Oh, that's yeah. like that's like sports insider trading. I would love it. I would love yeah. it so much. It'd I'm not. So I would like. Yeah, I'd like to see ball clubs to see play that. dirty, dirty business yeah. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe be ball clubs should be more like the mafia, like a little, you know, not regulated. Like if you're part of a ball club, you could kill someone in another ball club if, you know, they're bad. You know, I don't well, know. Well, of course, owners, sports <laughs> owners should be allowed to do as much dirty business as they please. But so Adam is basically athletes, advocating athletes for Ty Dude. Cobb coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty good show, too. Like the owners. And basically, I'm just imagining the Sopranos, except with Steve Cohen. With Steve Cohen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We have a lot to cover still, and we're uh, we're talking longer than I would have expected to be able to. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a little NFL um, and speculation. Yes, yeah, some speculation. Stick around. Okay. 
It's Al Michaels. All right, big gaping hole for Sanders. Big gaping hole. How do you know it's five yards and three inches of the week? It's the stupidest thing in sports. It's time to get me. Uh, have to come up with something other than baseball to talk about to get clips on their uh, website, which is what Bleacher Report did. They ran a really fun article that Matt found um, about a potential NFL expansion team and a potential NFL expansion draft and what that might look like. So obviously, there has been a lot of speculation about expansion in all of the major sports at this point. But the NFL specifically is talking about growing the league and potentially growing it overseas, which is something that we've discussed a little bit here on the show in the past. But... It's a little strange to think that in our lifetime, we could see a division, a European division of the NFL. Um, And I don't think that it's a far cry. Uh, I think that it's very possible for that to happen. The only thing is, I I imagine it would be kind of tough to get players to go play in Germany and live in Germany. You know, you're talking about like drafting kids from the SEC and being like, all right, I hope you enjoy Frankfurt. Just seems like a bit of a hard sell, but um, yeah, those lo- those linemen are going to say, uh, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hit our list. Let's try to keep some some spaces in America here. Where would you guys like to see an NFL team? Let's just not even let's say the U.S., but let's just say on North America, because I do think at some point there's a Mexico City team potentially coming and honestly oh, yeah for sure canada too probably right why not why not a toronto team i mean buffalo is kind of that toronto team but like i don't see why they're canadians like football there's a canadian football league oh yeah doug flutie right yeah he Maybe played brazil there for a while well brazil's as far as germany uh, <laughs> sorry or farther i think <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah. where would you guys want to see an expansion team? Uh, all right, I got one. All right, let's hear it. But but I'm just thinking U.S. in this. That's fine. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. gonna. So my city that I that I picked is Austin. Okay. All right. I feel like there's room for for another team in Austin, like because you got Houston, and, and this is football, by the way. So you got Houston. They suck. No one's like. There's no passion there, and they're kind of like the Texas part of Austin, but or Texas part of like Texas, but Austin's that liberal bubble in the middle of Texas. So I feel like there's a different vibe there. There's a different potential fan base. So I want this team to be co-owned by Alex Jones, Elon <laughs> Musk, and Joe Rogan. And their name <laughs> is going to be the Austin Ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. What about you, Matt? And that's yeah, yeah. That's that's good. I like that. I um, nobody on the team can get vaccinated ever under any circumstances. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I'm thinking there's a part of this country that really has been ignored for a very long time. All right, they don't have a lot going on, and they have just seeming crisis after crisis after crisis, economic crisis, cost of living crisis, unemployment crisis, opioid crisis, 
something has to bring West Virginia out of the crisis that it's in. <laughs> and I think the only thing that could do it is an NFL team. So I'm advocating for West Virginia, the entire state, to get an NFL team. I don't know what the state capital is, so I don't know exactly where they would play. Um, <laughs> they have they have a lot of land there, undeveloped land. Um, they could potentially just build it on top of an old coal mine. Um, yeah. That could be cool. That could be interesting. Um, so the, the team name, uh, you know, they could just be called uh, the Coley's, you know. They could hmm. be called the Miners. They yeah. could be called the West Virginia Black Lungs. <laughs> um, you know, any of those would suffice. And then I think the owner, uh, we're going to go with the Green Bay Packer model, right? Mm-hmm. So nice. the citizens of West Virginia can all share in the profits of their new team. Um, the only thing is the team has to initial the initial investment has to come from the Sackler family, the uh, the opioid drug lords. Um, so they'll buy the team and then they'll give it to the people. Beautiful. I like that, Matt. Yeah, it's a little it's a little NFL social justice initiative, you know? Yeah. Uh all right. There's a bunch of places that I think ooh, that would be a great candidate for an NFL team. And I do think it's inevitable there will be one south of the border and one at least one north of the border before we ever get to London or Germany or whatever. But I think the most violent cities in America should all have NFL teams. It just goes without saying. Um, It's the most violent sport. They go hand in hand. Memphis needs an NFL team. All right. Um, I think that it's not fair that the Titans are just the Tennessee Titans, that they get all of Tennessee. Because Nashville at this point is like, a, there's no locals. I don't understand why I, nobody's moving to Memphis. There's no like rush no. down to Memphis. Nobody's having their bachelor parties down there. <laughs> Those people are like real. They're ride or die. Dude, if you I ask think me they to, deserve a team. If you ask me to name U.S. cities, I don't think I would ever get to Memphis. Yeah. So we're going Memphis murderers. Uh, <laughs> get Justin, get Justin Timberlake in in the mix. He's from Memphis. He can he can probably get that team going on the cheap. Um, him and Jimmy Fallon can can get an NFL team. Uh, and Jimmy Fallon will just show up the games. I love it. It's great. I'm drunk. <laughs> ah. Um, but yeah, I I think that I do think that there would be it would be fun to have a team in Canada playing in a stadium with no dome hmm. like a team in a team in fucking i mean vancouver i think is kind of nice but get Vancouver's a team in nice. like get a team in like quebec like up in in canada so maybe what, even like a, saskatchewan yeah you know yeah it's Winnipeg. like an ice it's like an ice an ice field yeah so when you get up there like there's a real home field advantage because that's the thing man i right. don't like my football in a dome I like my football in the fucking yeah. snow. Absolutely. In the harsh condition. You know, like, like, cause it's like war. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's like, 
It's a warlike sport. It should not be played. We should not just, um, the temperature's just so. Yeah. It's, it's 72 and no humidity. Yeah. No. We want rain. We want tropical downpours. We want snow. We want blizzards. We want hail. We right, want uh, right. a coal mountain crumbling in the background. And let's Volcano face it, erupting. West Virginia, Volcano erupting onto lungs. the field. Yeah, there you go. And All let's that. face it. We want to see some people get paralyzed. <laughs> yes, of course. Do it in Canada. At the least, they get to go to the hospital for free. Yeah. Right. There That's you go. Point, man. Dude, Come I'm on, sold. Man. Hot takes all yeah, day. Yeah, we just, we just, yeah, the Canada, how about the Canada Truckers? You know, yeah. they'll be the toughest team in the league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got a, I got a bonus one before we move on. It's, they're, they're the, the Bermuda Bombers and they just kill every team that in like the Bermuda Triangle before they <laughs> arrive and then they automatically win. Greatest home field advantage of all time. The, the right. Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Last thing before we hit our parlay. Um, Matt, this was a genius bit. Uh, yeah. Why you don't know, you lead us through it? It was the 4th of July yesterday, as as we said. Uh, you know, most of this country, this great God's greatest country, greatest country and God's green earth, all yeah. of that. We ate and, and God's drank. green solar system, God's green it. universe. Yeah, the yeah. greatest nation in the history of God's green universe celebrated its independence yesterday. And it got me thinking about, you know, all the things that we here in the United States are proud of. And I think we on this podcast can all agree. Uh, the thing we're most proud of is the NFL. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I've had a big problem with this for a very long time, okay? Now, this is a state that oftentimes is saying it wants to secede from the union. So I don't see how in Dallas, Texas, you can have America's team. I think it's fraudulent. I think it's made up. I think it's bad marketing. And I think people need to wake up, okay? Get out (laughs) of the matrix and stop believing that the Cowboys are America's team. Yeah. We got to crown a new America's team right here this week on the sports group. Who's it going to be? Who are your guys' picks? Adam, you want to go first? Sure. And I, I came up with two teams for this because they're each America's team in their own special way. Um, one of them is the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And that's because the Yankees are what America wants to be. It's what America kind of envisions itself as. It's our PR department pushing their team. Rich, clean cut, you know, good history, celebrated all over. So there's the New York Yankees, and then there's another America's team. This is kind of the actual team that represents America once you get to know it a little bit. You know, it's the ugly underside of the USA. This team's desperate. They've got no morals. They're utterly unsuccessful, and they're kind of pathetic. And I am talking about the Cleveland Browns as America's (laughs) team. They will sign convicts and criminals their last QB was a celebrity first and a football player second. That is America's team. You know what? And and it's Cleveland, Ohio. They call that middle America. You're right there in the center. Right? Yeah. Well, they're all interesting points, Matt. And Adam. Adam made the point. 
That's what I was looking at. Uh, they're all interesting points, but I got to tell you something, boys. America's team no longer exists. Ooh. America's franchise still exists. But America's team was the Washington Redskins. We're going to have to edit that. <laughs> you just dead name them. They no longer <laughs> exist because the Washington Redskins were truly. They never existed, Mikey. We're erasing them. <laughs> they were truly what America was about. Named after a complete, uh, a horrible racial slur that we're not even really supposed to be using anymore. Um, when asked to change it, they said no. <laughs> For many years, they said, make me. Uh, and then eventually the NFL made them and they did uh, run by a complete asshole idiot who <laughs> refused to do anything cooperative for the place that hosts the team. Uh, the other owners in the league, any of the players on his team uh, and any of the fans of the team. That sounds like an American businessman to me. <laughs> Uh, stadium is just, you know, they, they were, they had years of glory. Uh, they were obviously, you know, uh, they, they won several rings in the nineties with Joe Gibbs. They had one nice run, uh, and then they just bottomed out into complete, um, obscurity. The stadium's a shithole. It used to be nice and it just hasn't been renovated. That sounds like any, almost any city in this country to me. <laughs> um, and they're located in the actual nation's capital in Washington D.C. So there you go. Now That's strong. They're the Washington Commanders. 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 Um. So it's, commander it's, in chief. You think that's where it's from? No, I think it was just uh, what the names, lamest name they could think. What of? can we get the trademark to? <laughs> Commanders. All right. Good. Throw go. Fuck you. We don't care. Um, so, yeah, I think when they were the Redskins, they were America's team. But now, you know, just like America, they are a fading, fading empire. That's strong, Mike. Thanks, man. What do you got, Maddie? Well, Adam already said the Yankees. Um, that was going to be my pick. Because, you know, New York City, while not the official capital, everybody knows it is pretty much the capital we all of know. this country. Yeah, we Right? Yeah. And really the world, for that matter. Uh, it's the most recognizable symbol in all of sports. You have people who have never really paid attention to a game wearing the hat. Not I, just in New York. Yeah. Not just in New Jersey. Not just in Chicago. Not just in California. All over the world. And they have players from all over the country and all over the world. Which, you know, melting pot. That's what America's really about, right? The uh, melting pot identity. Um, and just like America, the <laughs> Yankees... Depends where you go. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> depends on who you ask. <laughs> there's but a lot just of like, that they're not all about the melting pot. Okay, maybe there's the, they have a melting pot in their town. To melt the people from the melting pot. 
Yeah. Well, or that's, for just cheese and fondue. That's kind or of or that too. All right, fine. All right, we're we're taking the positive route. Okay, Adam, I see. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, this this is all on on the up and up here, right? The, the the bright shining beacon at the top of the hill, America, right? Yeah. But no, let's get real. Much like the country since 2009, uh the Yankees have been on a bit of a decline. Uh, financial crisis kind of coincided with the last Yankees championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot of uh, remember when for not only the Yankees, but also America. Strong, Matt. It really is. Very poetic. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Um, we got to wrap up here, guys. But before we do, how can we not do our Howard Ratner no shot parlay? Dude, did we even win last week? We need to check. Dude, the, uh, my 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 pick got voided, I think, because the NASCAR race here uh, got wow. rained out. So we oh. just get our money back. All right. That's the best we've done. <laughs> yeah. That's well. the best we've done for the fans so far. If they follow it every week, this was the best they've done this past week. So there you go. You're welcome, fans. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. What do you got for us, Schmatty? Hey, no, I'm going. I'm listen. It's a Yankees kind of day, and I'm I'm going Yankees tomorrow at plus one ten. They're the underdog. Um, we got Severino on the mound. He's been not great all season, but I do think he's shown some some moments of being decent. So I, I feel like against this Baltimore's team, who I feel is not as good as their record, he is going to come out on top. Um, I think, yes, everyone's going to have a good game and the Yankees are going to win that. So Yankees so, at plus 110. Yankees at plus 110. All righty. There really is. On, there's only a few things to bet on right now. It's baseball and Wimbledon. And I guess there's some NASCAR in there. Well, We're in the dog days, boys. That's that's if you're, uh, you know, one of these mainstream gamblers. Miami. Right. We got to get more creative. If you're going to go real deep deep into your sports betting world like I like to do, then you're going to find yourself a nice, juicy pick in the Premier Lacrosse League. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I know when you hear me say. Put it on the table. The Premier Lacrosse League, you're you're thinking, oh, Matt, you're going to take the first place chaos at home to beat the fourth place Redwoods, right? On the one o'clock game of the week. No, no, How no, could no, you no. not? That's not what I'm going to do. That's oh, not what I'm going to do at all. I'm going to take the third place water dogs on the oh, road my dogs. to beat the last place Chrome. Yeah. Now I know you're probably wondering what, you're just saying the name of the teams. You're not saying what where they are from. Well, that's because they're not from anywhere. They're just teams. Yeah. So, wow. That's an interesting no team, concept. That's right. No team has a real advantage, home or away. So, of course, the Water Dogs are going to destroy the Chrome. Yeah. This Saturday at 5 o'clock, you can get them at minus 125. I think it's going to be a massacre. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Seattle, Washington. Home run derby. 
Pete Alonzo. <laughs> Whoa, sorry, guys. I hit the table so hard that I unplugged my microphone. Wow. <laughs> Plus 250. I was just so excited that Pete Alonzo. Horrible. Back Horrible better odds. than ever in the, in the home run derby. He's going to win it. Wow. <laughs> you know what? That was, if, if I didn't uh, find this stone cold lock in the Premier Lacrosse League, that would have been my pick. So we've got the Yankees money line tomorrow, plus 110. We've got the, what team was it? The Water Dogs hmm. to beat the Chrome at minus 125. And then we've got Pete Alonzo, the most dingers in the Derby at plus 250. That means a $100 bet is going to, for sure, no doubt about it, net you a payout of $1,223. Oh, hard. This Making is a good one. I'm feeling good about this week. Me too. Uh, it's our week, guys. All right, guys. Well, for everybody here at Sports Group, thank you so much for listening. I'm at Mike Coscarelli on all social platforms. Boys? And I am at Matt Lajeski on everything. I am at It's Adam Foster. There we go. And until next week, keep stuffing sports into your fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you then. Bye.